Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Mike Flanagan. What why did he doing? say that? <laughs> why did he say it? I don't know. Why did he say that? Let me get back to the mic. By the way, James, every time you go, why did he do it? Uh-huh. I always think of the, was it the pianist? Where it's like, why did I do it? Why did the I mother do it? that smothered her crying <laughs> child in, <laughs> in the uh, Holocaust. Dude. What's my yeah, favorite funny. scene? What's that's my a, favorite scene in that movie? That's a great scene. Ashley? James's favorite scene in the entire movie is when he he's starving for months and months and he yeah. finally gets to eat some jam. <laughs> some preserves. So I let me let me give you some backstory. I am very highly susceptible to marketing. James is a marketing well exec's wet dream. It's just pathetic. <laughs> I see a McDonald's ad, I'm like, I want a McDonald's. I don't know why. It's pathetic. So one time we watched this movie. And like she said, he's starving. This Nazi soldier who finds him in an attic is he's kind and forgiving and he's not going to rat him out. Okay. He, the, they find humanity in each other. I know I've seen this movie, but I don't remember a single moment. It's, of a, it. it's an amazing film. One, one of my favorite movies of all time. And he, he realized he's starving. So he comes back with a, a loaf of bread, like really handmade German bread and a knife and some jam uh-huh. and it's in like this like a uh, wax paper you know oh, just, yeah. oh my god and the way he eats it he puts it on the bread and he's like licking his finger because he's starving and you know your boy loves sugar i love <laughs> so you jam. went straight to the fridge and right to the fridge every out of the single jar. time he's ever watched that he goes yeah. straight for the jam in the fridge <laughs> yeah. but it's so, it's way lamer because it's like saltines and yeah grape jelly (laughs) (laughs) hey you gotta work with what you got yeah (laughs) Um, so why did he do it why did he do it why did you do it why did i do it (laughs) who's mike flanagan well that's gonna be my pick later okay yeah so you'll get to that later i'll get to that later oh okay okay save it for later later. What? <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, how you doing, Sarah? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's uh, lovely out. Do you know that this month has been the most 80 degree days in any October? In, in Portland. Portland area. I am not surprised to hear that. It's yep. real warm out there. It's weird because it's like a summer day during the day. But it's very yeah. cold in the morning and it gets very cold at night. And all the leaves are orange yeah, and right. yellow and falling and it's Gorgeous. gorgeous it does feel like the fall and somehow it's still warm yeah do not explain i that. just want to start wearing flannels and hoodies again. oh yeah i like every morning i get ready for work and i'm like ooh, nope <laughs> back to the t-shirt nope <laughs> that's not gonna work yeah i'm enjoying it though um yeah i've been riding my motorcycle a lot mm-hmm. as much as i possibly can that hog now do i have face pain i do do I face probably pain? need a, pain? I thought you said face paint. Face paint? Am I wearing face paint? You just can't see it. <laughs> it's flesh colored. It's flesh color paint. I just wear it for my own security. Right. Uh-huh. It does it does nothing you for You just the like outside. how it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a paint man. <laughs> Ashley, how are you doing? You're wearing overalls. Yeah. What's new? <laughs> now, That's what I do. How do you describe this set of overalls? These are my black tie overalls. Oh, there, yes. There we go. Uh-huh. They're my denim Carhartt overalls. They are the ones that I keep mm, relatively clean. Yeah. You do look very <laughs> clean today. Thanks. I'm how, not. How many do you have now at this point? Uh, four. 
Four. Four. Is that including the little shorts version? Yes. She's got a, a shorts overall. Shortalls. Shortalls. Yeah. Well, Sarah's got to go to work in a little bit. We're getting a flu shot in a little bit. So let's make this quick. I hear something. Ah! just in. It's 80 and sunny at not Disneyland. And it's 74 and cloudy at Disneyland? Suck on that. Mom and dad are down in SoCal right now. Yeah, they are. And it looks cloudy. It looks real cloudy. Yeah. And mom was wearing a hoodie in the pictures they sent. Damn. So. But I like it. The the kids are back in Newport. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They went down there for a marching band reunion. Yeah. Not a high school reunion. No, specifically the marching band of said high school. Yeah. It is very cute, though. It's very cute. I'm really glad they're doing that. Mom, dad, Aunt Martha, who's the oldest of four. And Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim. And Aunt Sarah's not there because she wasn't a part she, of it, right? No, she's right. much, much younger. Yeah. But it's kind of. She's like, what, 14 years to the day younger than Martha? Because remember, they're born oh, on the same wow, day. Wow, that's right. Yeah. So she's the baby. What do you call that? Irish twins? So she stole mm, Martha's like birthday, and then she stole your parents' wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird how. Sarah Thompson. Sarah, you're a thief. Mom and dad just completely did the same as their as mom's parents right like the same to to everything Mm -hmm. yeah girl girl boy many many years girl many years later girl yeah that's weird what are the chances of that so strange before we talk about what we're talking about today yeah it is actually it may be hot outside but it's christmas it's Christmas in October. Is it? Because we finally got our Christmas presents from Katie Cooper. Yay! Oh, 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 oh. Let me clarify. This was through no fault of her own and from entirely James's fault. Yeah. We all blame James. 100% my fault. Okay. She sent me many messages. <laughs> so It's not like she lives in Michigan. She no. lives down like 10 minutes away from us. Right. And so she let you know that she had it at where she works. Oh, yeah. And One then, of the Starbucks I used to go to a lot. Okay. And then you just never went there again. Just kept not going. Okay. Yeah. I'm bad. I, <laughs> I'm bad. I remember you saying something about this a while ago. I also haven't met Katie. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, she works at the Starbucks by Costco. Should we say this on air? No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, maybe but they'll have to figure out what that is. There means. are many Starbucks yeah. near many Costco's around here. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Well... Ho, ho, ho. We've got... Oh, by the way, before you do that, it was adorable because Ashley has her You Pick pumpkin patch. Yes. Which, by the way, is going very well. And you finally are profitable from it, which is a round of applause uh-huh. for you. P.S. I need some pumpkins, so yep. I'm going to buy some from you on, on the way out. Just grab one. It's fine. Nah, I'm buying it. We're making money now off this gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like $15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so anyway, she stopped by with her adorable kid mm-hmm. to get some pumpkins. She comes through the farm, knocks on the door, and we're like, who's at the door? No one knocks at the door. We make it very clear. You're not welcome through this gate. Unless, right. Unless you're family. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. Um, and she's just standing there with uh, the bag, gifts. I'm like, oh my God, it's Katie. So anyway, talked to her kid. I gave uh, Lincoln a, a little... A BB-8. Uh, yeah, BB-8 little figure that i had james is like let me go find some crap the from one that the was studio. sitting up here no that one's still there oh okay i oh, know i see him covered in watches he's covered in watches <laughs> I had that's a, weird i had another one in the garage gotcha nearly 40 we have cookies 
They're Christmas cookies from last year. They've been in the freezer. They've been in the freezer. Oh so my they're gosh. probably fine. I'm probably still going to eat it. Yeah. I- I'm going to take a bite right now. I want to take a bite. Let's all take a, a little nib here. Oh, yeah. I'll take part of yeah. the beer. It's a Mickey-shaped gingerbread oh, cookie. Yeah, oh, baby. they're so cute. They're very cute. Okay. Katie, if you get us sick, I'm going to blame you. At least <laughs> blame we'll be sick together. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's my fault. Oh, my God. That's good, It's dude. really good. That is... And the Christmas Just fine. Christmas season starts at Disneyland November 11th. That's not that far from now. So I'm getting in the mood. Thank and, you, Katie. And then there's three little mini gifts. <gasps> and so oh just Oh my god, Katie. Oh my god. Okay, what do we got? Pair of novelty we each got Christmas a pair socks. of novelty socks. Jaw humbug. <laughs> with a little it's a shark. shark. And mine says Merry Catmas with a cat and a scarf. I have Oh Dear. Well, we should probably, we should probably switch. Yeah, yeah. Probably I need the cat. <laughs> and then a big handful of candies. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know oh how much my I love gosh. candy. Is this the Dove? Oh, my it God. Is. It is. These are Dove milk chocolate. Dude, thank you so That's much, Katie. directly Katie. the way to my heart. Thank you, Katie. She's it should make you sweetest. feel better to know wow. that this is not the longest it's taken me to open a Christmas present from someone. So Katie and her really? family had a... Yeah. A like some like a year and a half out planned vacation to do a cruise. Oh yeah, and then it got canceled because of the hurricane. So they basically got to the area as the hurricane was hitting. It sucked. Really mm-hmm. bad timing. Long story short, they figured it out and they rescheduled. They still did a, a version of the cruise and they even got a few days at the park. And apparently the staff was just awesome. The cast members took care of everyone. Of course. And I stay with a mouthful of cookie. I know. I'm back to eating cookie again. (laughs) I said, uh, (laughs) I was like, do you like Walt Disney World or the cruise better? And he said, the cruise. (laughs) Just like totally gangster about it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I asked him why. And he's like, it's something about the boat. And I like that it moves. And there's there's, the kids club. There's the kids club and slides. He just like, you know, a list of things. That you loved about it. So, since you're a sucker for marketing, did it make you want to go on a Disney cruise? Katie yes. kind of sold it to us. Uh-huh. Yeah, I asked her. I said, "Dude, forty year olds without children—is that complete psycho, like serial killer behavior?" And she said, "No." That her and her husband were talking about how, like, they're like, "We should come back alone." Ah, <laughs> so they have like, you know, the Adult Swim hour, whatever. <laughs> that sounds kind of creepy the way I said. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, adult swim hour. You know what I should do? I should go to like a, a gay cruise. Just me. You would get eaten alive. Yeah. Oh my god. Just, You'd, you wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it? You James so? is an otter for those who don't know. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Just a short, doughy, white guy. You I'm, you would become. You I would mean, become. I'd yeah. become. Yeah. I'd become come. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> No, oh. I, I would just hang. I think I feel like you'd hang. I feel like they'd like me is the thing. Yeah. We went on a cruise to Mexico like a long time ago. And there was a like a gay men's group that was on the cruise as well. They were the best time. We in the like nightclub area, I got called a diva. Now, listen. You, you ain't no diva. <laughs> I am not a diva. I was dancing like yeah. a maniac in formal attire. Sure. That was a lot of fun, but a diva, I am not. I but like it was it. great. I it had so fun. much fun. I like cruises, man. They're just a floating hotel. Damn What's it. not to like? I'm going to eat all of this cookie. Yep. Ash, you're going to have to keep us on track. Okay. Okay. Back on track. 
Um, in continuation with spooky season, we're yeah. talking about something very scary today, ooh, ooh. and that is anxiety disorders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what funny time! <laughs> what hilarious time for me, and I'll tell you guys about it later. Yeah. So, for most people, especially children, Disneyland and Disney World are magical places. Mm-hmm. Some might say they're the happiest places on earth. Yes. Yeah. Or but- the most magical place on earth. But for some, these parks are a walking nightmare. (gasps) And I don't just mean our cynical friends that love to hate on things. Today, we will cover Panic at the Park. (gasps) Panic at the Park. park. At the Park. That's my new emo band. Panic at the Park. There's a lot of phobias that can play out with um, people attending the parks, turns out. Oh, I'm sure there are. This tracks. I mean... The three of us all have our version of those. Oh, God, yeah. It's obvious what mine is. Yeah. Submarine. Enclosed spaces. Yeah. I, I'm very claustrophobic. Did you want to talk about your story before I launch in? Uh, the... the Your panic? Oh, oh, the, related to panic? Yeah. Sure. So, um, I like to be transparent, and I think it's good to talk about things. I had a full-on panic attack the other day. Yeah? Yeah. I've had one before that in my life. So, yeah, it's not not like anxiety, mm-hmm. not I feel nervous, not uh, I am worrying about things. No, like a physical, Yeah, you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> it's awful. Um, so if you have that, just know you're not alone and you are going to be okay. It does pass. It does pass. It's just a physical like fight or flight thing. Yeah. It's sort of Ugh, like when you get the wind knocked so out of crazy. you, where you're like, yeah, you I'm never going to feel better. Right. I'm never going to actually be able to breathe again. Yes. I'm dying right now. But this then it goes is away. not. Yeah. And there's no reason for it. Yeah. Like, you cannot reason your way out of the way that you're feeling. I think it's just like ancestral human stuff. You know, like we, our ancestors ran from tigers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think. We just, it, anyway, it's it's a, a good reminder to exercise, physical <laughs> exercise. You have to get that adrenaline and endorphins out of your body. And I haven't been. I've been taking a bit of a hiatus from jujitsu. So I think that's what kind of started this. I've been very lazy. And stressed eating out. Bags, super stressed. Like maximum load of stress mm-hmm. lately. Work stuff and, you know like legal stuff and things that really are overwhelming but anyway that's just my life and it'll be fine but um don't ever feel weird if you have it talk about it i think it helps me to talk about it so Mm -hmm. yeah i just want to say that because it 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 sucked yeah it was terrifying absolutely terrifying it's awful it is the worst thing ever and i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy yeah the other day you were like saying that you'd had two in your life and you're like how many do you think you've had like, yeah. for reference i've been having panic and anxiety disorder for 25 years mm-hmm. and i was like oh hundreds or thousands hundreds of or times thousands. and it just blew his mind yeah i mean i just started crying yeah it's like i can't imagine that sustained like that for right. that long when i met you you were struggling a lot with that yeah I god mean, bless zoloft right yeah <laughs> I salute you. Yeah, look, if it keeps up for me, I'll probably go get medication because it's not worth it. Um, But anyway, take care of yourself. Stay grounded. Do whatever you have to do to 
to feel better and um you could you could call me yeah like dm me and i'll 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 put my number in the dm call me anytime you're having a panic attack because it really helps talk to someone that you know and trust absolutely we'll 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 get through it it'll pass okay that's it just want to say that well, let's start off with one of the most commonly known phobias. Yes. Claustrophobia. <gasps> God, it sucks. Wow, we know that one. <laughs> Fear of confined spaces. Sir, do you spaces. have that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. But the submarine doesn't bother you at all. Oh, yeah, it does. She hates it. What are you talking I about? I hate it. Well, I know you hate it, but you didn't... Do you get like, I need to get out of here? Uh-huh. Okay. I just have to press my face into the little hole so that I can't see that I'm in a tube eliminate the peripheral vision uh-huh. <laughs> if yeah. i sit back at yeah. all i panic right so you just stay in your own little thing mm-hmm. see i have a double whammy on that ride i get really bad motion sickness mm-hmm. very easily mm-hmm. so if i put my head into the window yep. now it's just passing stuff a little too fast and now it's too fast and then i get sick so mm-hmm. i have to back out and i'm like oh my god i'm in a death tube <laughs> yeah i've been known to put my head in the little what is it called? Porthole? Porthole? Yeah. And pretend I'm looking out the window, but actually I just have my eyes closed. That's all I did last time. Yeah. Because I can't. I can't. You know how moms, like you have this connection with your children. You just know if your kid is not doing well. Yeah. Well, I've told the story before, but I was sitting next to mom. Yes. But <laughs> A I, nearly 40-year-old man. Yeah, nearly 40-year-old man. And she knew something was wrong yeah. with mm-hmm. me. I, I hadn't lifted my head up. There was no way that she would have seen me. I didn't know. I was you didn't giddy know you looking out at Nemo Everyone's and his smiling. friends in the <laughs> <Yeah>. porthole. <laughs> and she just put her hand on my back. She goes, you okay? I was like, nope. No. Sure not. Can't wait for this to be over. And she just like rubbed my back the way moms do. And <laughs> yeah. That's how she used to coerce you into going to church. Yeah. <laughs> She said, if you go to church, I'll, I'll tickle your back. your back. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's a smart lady. It worked every day. It time. did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the first one. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, some common examples of situations that could trigger claustrophobia for people in general include elevators, planes, crowded oh, spaces, gosh. bathrooms, MRI machines, oh, and that's a bad one. windowless rooms. So at the parks. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, windowless rooms. I'm looking at you, stretching room in Haunted Mansion. Yeah. You know what's weird? That's never caused anxiety for me. Yeah. And claustrophobia. I think, I don't know why. It does for me, but it's not because I feel like I'm trapped in that room and I'm not going to get out of the room. It's that there's just too many people. Too many people. Right. Too close. I do start wondering or have my mind wandering about if something were to go wrong like an emergency, how fast could they really get us out of here? Because mm-hmm. it is an elevator. No, it's not. The room is stretching. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You're right. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, yeah, I mean, other than the MRI machine, you can find any of those situations at a Disney park. Have you done that, sir? MRI? Yeah. Machine? They suck. It's awful. Tube of death, dude. And it's not like, it's worse than I oh, thought just it would be. lay in here no. and close your eyes? Nope. It's sure. Yong, yong, yeah. Yong. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> right. It's and the not worst, calming. the worst part about it to me was that I thought, okay, well, because it's a tube. If I look down, I'll be able to see out. Nope. Nope. You can't. It's so close to your face. Yep. I can't see my feet. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta remember it very clearly. As soon as they wheeled me into it, I was like, oh no, yep. oh no, this is gonna suck. Luckily, the only time I've ever had 
one of those done was when I was having really, really bad kidney stones. Oh, right. And they were, I guess, is that not a MRI? That's a CAT scan or I don't know I don't what know. the Maybe. difference is. The one where they check your body. CAT scan is like a donut. MRI machine is the long tube of death. Yeah, I've had both. CAT scans aren't bad because it's, it's fine. You, I've had both. Yeah. So I don't know what, I don't know. It doesn't anyway. matter. Yeah. I've had both. The the one with that's just the big donut, nothing. nothing. No yeah, problem. Me neither. Me neither. But the other one, it was like my nose was almost touching the top. Yeah. And But I was super sedated. And so I remember I kept trying to flip over. I kept trying to turn onto my side and the nurses had to actually come hold me down. Oh no. And that was making me pretty anxious, but I was super high on morphine. So whatever. (laughs) I was having a great time. I was just irritating the crap out of the nurses. (laughs) I just was like, I lay on my side. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a side sleeper. I'm a side sleeper. You're not sleeping, Sarah. One, Just stay one my, still. One of my favorite things about those rooms, the like x-ray rooms, MRI, CAT scan, whatever, is, you know, there's signs of like, you're running a risk of exposure to radiation, but then everyone's like, but it's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But then they like duck behind a wall. Uh-huh. Hide like they're hiding from a bomb. Yeah. They want <laughs> nothing to do with it. Right. I guess they're doing it all day though. Yes. <laughs> Well, um, there's actually some very like nuanced differences within kind of that feeling trapped. Yeah. So there's also right. related to claustrophobia, but a little bit different. There is clythrophobia, which is specifically the fear of being trapped or unable to escape. So right. even though this phobia would technically require the same diagnosis as claustrophobia and similar si- situations may trigger both like elevators or planes, there's a significant difference between the two. With claustrophobia, the fear is related to actually being in an enclosed space. In clythrophobia, the fear is less about the size of the space and more related to being unable to leave. Mm. Right. The trapped feeling. Yes. That's interesting. I think I have I have a harder time with that one than I do with claustrophobia. Claustrophobia is weird for me because I, I didn't realize how bad it was for me until I did Fire Academy. Yeah. Let's be clear, though. None of us actually have these phobias we're not diagnosed no, with them no, we just no. have tendencies we just experience right. them at times yeah. and mine has actually gotten way better as i get older yeah. which is odd mine's very selective like on planes every once in a while if i let my mind go there i get a little uh-huh. anxious about it but by and large it's fine i can fly for long periods of time i don't i don't know it's because you can like see both ends and yeah i don't know but yeah, it can be very real. And also with these kind of phobias, it's just, it doesn't help to make people feel bad about them. Um, it is very real for that person. Very, very real, <laughs> I assure you. Because we all have that. You know, that feeling you have when you have a panic attack or you feel scared of something, it's so real for you. And to have someone, you know, uh, say that it's not a big deal or just get over it, like it's it can be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. God. So, okay, Ash, what else can cause that? Um, so, an example that um, I found that kind of helps you distinguish would be, let's say there's someone in a closet. Okay. Let's use Abe Lincoln as an example. <laughs> Abe Lincoln? <laughs> yes. Okay. That was a gay joke. Yeah. Oh, He's I get it. in the it. closet. I, yeah, yeah. That went right over my head. So, Abe, let's say Abe has claustrophobia. 
just sitting in the closet in and of itself would be distressing to him. Right. Alternatively, if he had clythrophobia, he would only experience panic if the door, if the closet door was locked. If he knew he could open the closet door, he'd be fine staying in there all day long. Hmm. To use a Disney Parks example, a person with clythrophobia, you could be on the Incredicoaster in the great wide open and still feel trapped because of the restraints. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. That makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Yeah. It's the trapped part. So someone with that specific phobia might be able to do an MRI because they know technically I'm not trapped. No, because they don't have control over getting out of it. Right. So it's about your own will being Mm -hmm. taken away from you. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, I think that the Casey Jr. circus trains, at least the like enclosed cars, like the monkey cage, is kind of a weird mix of the two because technically you are in the open air, but you're also kind of enclosed in a space that you can't get out of. Right. Like bars. Yeah. Um, and you're on a, a moving train. It's not like you can just hop off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You can. It's not a great idea. Not a great idea. <laughs> um, the next two phobias revolve around the uncanny valley phenomenon. The uncanny valley is a concept first introduced in the 70s to describe the observation that as robots appear more human-like, they become more appealing, oh, but right. only up to a certain point. Upon reaching the uncanny valley, our affinity descends into a feeling of strangeness, a sense of unease, and a tendency to be scared or distrustful. Yes. And literally, if you look at the graph, it's like more lifelike, more lifelike, your affinity goes up, and then it gets to a point where it's like, it's too lifelike, and it's it's not a person, and it just drops. Why the Hall of Presidents and, like, wax museums are so terrifying to me yeah yeah oh well we'll get there we'll, we'll be getting there real okay, quick <laughs> okay is that actually scary to you yeah i mean not you? like i don't have a phobia right but it creeps me out right big yeah. time to see someone's likeness right that's too much okay like to see a drawing doesn't bother me or right. um, but a wax figure of arnold schwarzenegger and you're not entirely sure if that's not him or not <laughs> yeah like if you can't tell if it's real <laughs> then it's like Right. Uh, that really uncomfortable. By the way, I do like those YouTube videos of like celebrities standing in those mm-hmm. wax museums. And, and then scaring jump. people. That's That really just tickles my little... <laughs> Your you know little what. fancy. My little you-know-what. <laughs> well, so the, next we have masklophobia, which is fear of masks or costumed characters. Boy, COVID must have sucked for those people. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of mask. <laughs> Um, This phobia is surprisingly common, especially among children. In fact, psychologists consider it to be a normal part of childhood development. Most kids are wigged out by costumed characters at one time or another in their young lives. Therefore, it isn't typically diagnosed in children unless it persists for six months or longer and causes clinically significant distress or impairment of daily life. And that is the commonly used phobia classifier it has to be at least six months and it has to be a significant impair impairment to your life wow that's crazy it's all over the park yeah <laughs> and, uh-huh. and if i think about it you can you can remember a time seeing a kid or maybe your own children sarah cry. yeah they cry or they're just like they just get that like deer in the headlights <laughs> look they don't know what to do you know like yeah it is kind of scary mm-hmm. especially when you're young you have no context for what luckily the parks are so much better nowadays at making like the costumed characters have human faces or they're in a full like, or it's teddy no bear. question. Yeah. 
And so oh, okay. right. there's not like a mask covering their face. Like that's how it used to be. Like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. It was real creepy. Freaking Mickey was terrifying. <laughs> it's like a Mickey Mouse human man. Not good. Not good. You guys are going to like my media wreck. <laughs> and, and with the COVID, I guess the COVID stuff is probably not there anymore. But the like distance to the characters, I think right. that probably helps. Yeah. Either it helps or it makes it worse. I don't know. For me, it made it creepier. <laughs> like Look, staring at me. the poo over there. A hundred feet away. Yeah. You can't. That's fucking serial killer. So it's also known as maskophobia. Which is, just seems like the laziest totally. name ever. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like, what was the other one? Topophobia. Masklophobia. Oh, okay. Slightly less lazy. What's yeah. the other one? Mas-lo? Mascophobia. Or just masco. Masca. Oh. And masklo. Oh, I think okay. I missed the difference between the two. They're the same thing. They're just oh. two different names for okay. it. Sure. So this phobia has a lot of different subsets. Some people fear only horror masks or religious masks. Some people have a more generalized phobia that might even extend beyond masks to include costumed characters as well. This phobia is a little bit more complex and difficult to understand for those who don't have it. Um, Obviously, masks distort the wearer's appearance, causing them to look strange and unusual. Furthermore, most masks don't have movable mouths. So when the when the wearer speaks, the sound appears to come out of nowhere. Mm hmm. So what about clowns, Ash? Where does that come in? Because it's not really a mask. It's mostly makeup. So I'll get there in one okay. second. The aspect that makes the most sense to me, though, is that wearing a mask may also change the wearer's behavior, making even people who are familiar seem much more unpredictable to you. Many people wear masks as part of becoming a specific character, mm-hmm. causing the wearer to act in accordance with that character. So additionally, some people take advantage of the freedom and anonymity that a mask can bring, potentially behaving in socially unacceptable ways while hidden behind the mask. Uh, Many films, TV shows, and even Broadway plays um, exploit our fear of masks. For example, unstoppable serial killer Michael Myers is only ever seen wearing his William Shatner mask in the Halloween series. One of my favorite horror movie masks ever. Yep. Because it is very... It's like almost a human face. It's very, very uncanny valley. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Speaking of horror movie tropes, cholerophobia, fear of clowns, is often related to masklophobia. Okay. As is our next phobia that we're going to talk about, which is automatonophobia. What now? Fear of animatronics. Ah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Disney's got a few Mm -hmm. of those. They do. Um, This is where... Um, Sarah kind of comes in, I think. So this can include humanoid robots, wax figures, audio animatronics, or any figure developed to represent human likeness. So uh, does like yeah. Country Bear Jamboree freak you out? I mean, it's a freaky show. It's kind of creepy, but it doesn't freak me out. Okay. It's more when it looks human. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So and the, if they're speaking, so the Abe and the Lincoln mouth is moving, freaks you out. Yeah, you mean the click, clack, click, yeah. clack, click, clack? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite moment with Katie, your daughter. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Yeah, not, not, she wasn't being like, what's happening the way that you'd like, like a joke? Like, well, my OMG, what is happening? No, she was like a real question to a trusted family member. 
what is happening? Like, <laughs> what am I looking what at? What are we doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> this was says. at Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. I was so feeling confused. the same question. Yeah. so hard. <laughs> what is happening? What is this? <laughs> Waiting in line for 15 minutes for that. Yeah. She was so confused. I know. God, that's funny. <laughs> Experts aren't exactly sure what causes this specific phobia. It could all just boil down to human behavior. It's very normal for someone not to trust figures that stare silent and have blank expressions. Uh, But some people have this phobia for seemingly no reason whatsoever. But sometimes this phobia arises due to some kind of traumatic incident related to such human-looking figures, as Sarah is aware of. (laughs) This is known as a, quote, an experiential phobia. This could include, for example, being too young and sitting too close to a seven-foot-tall, clacking, moving Abe Lincoln. Sure, that'll do it. (laughs) Or perhaps a big old cartoon bear singing about blood. (laughs) Blood. Blood. Why is he talking about blood so much? I don't know. He wants the blood. He wants the blood. And of course, I'm saving the best for last, the one that haunts 66% of this podcast, Submechanophobia. Submechanophobia. Fear of submerged man-made objects. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah. about Nemo sub, folks. Sarah, would you go, like, we'll start with, okay, we hit, uh, you know, mid-size U.S. military submarine. You are allowed to do a tour of it, and we'll take you around the bay for four hours. Un- uh, submerged, underwater. Would you do it? No, I don't think so. Would you do it for a hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I'd do it for a hundred. That's a full gotcha. size submarine where I can still stand up. I think I could yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, you can stand up. Yeah. That's only twenty five dollars per hour, though. That's still more than I make at work. <laughs> I think you need to like break the like ten k level for me. Yeah. Probably. Wow. It's just why there's no. I don't have any interest. Money. In it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Um, Honestly, I think I would probably do it for free just to have the experience. Yeah, I would do it for free. Yeah. But I don't want to do it. Maybe I would. Yeah. I think it depends on the size. I just know that I was safe. Yeah. And that it's, I mean, I guess it's like going on an airplane, right? Sure. You're completely out of control. Yeah. The chances of anything happening are super, super low. You just let go. And you know that it's going to end. Like you're, you're going gonna... to be handed a Benjamin at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there? Here's the question: Are there snacks aboard? There are snacks. Then I'm totally in. But no alcohol. Yeah. Can I out. bring my own? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. But you can bring it in your belly. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, it's just occurring to me. One of the earliest memories I have of claustrophobia. I was 18 years old, on a train. This is like group therapy in Europe, mm. and we were on like bunker or what are they oh, called? God. sleeper yeah trains. and i had the top bunk and it was just like an mri machine uh-huh the the ceiling was almost to my nose uh-huh yeah what? when i was pregnant with i can't do this hayden it was actually 9 11 so josh was out hunting with his dad and Hunt they Darius. were like yeah. way out in the middle of nowhere when 9-11 happened. So oh, that's right. He didn't know yeah, about it. He didn't it. know about it. And it's like I'm Jared like, Leto yeah. during <laughs> quarantine. Exactly. Stories ever what an yeah. asshole. And I'm at uh, home with a baby and pregnant with my second. 
and I'm just totally freaking out. So um, his stepmom and me decided we were going to go out for the weekend, I guess, and visit with them. So we drove all the way out to Eastern Oregon and they were staying in like a camper on this property out uh, like out in the middle of nowhere yeah. in National Forest or something. And it was so dark that I couldn't see my uh, hand in yeah. front of my face when we too. were falling asleep. I didn't sleep at all. Like not a moment right. all night long. Uh, I was on a bed like in the open trailer. It wasn't like I was. Some people love that. I hate it. I need. I hated it. See, I'm even crazier because I need. I wear like a sleeping mask traveling. Uh-huh. Like if the light comes through the hotel window, I'll wake up. Even at home, as soon as the sun comes up, bam, that mask is on. But I don't want it like that. No, I don't want it so dark that I can't see my hand. Well, I couldn't change what I could see. Right. It's not like I could take the mask off or. No. I, I mean, I was literally waving my hand in front of my face, having a full-blown panic. And this is 2001? This was 2001. So it's not like you, you didn't it have your phone. September of 2001, in the middle of nowhere. God. Yeah, I mean, I probably did have a phone, but... but yeah, a little flip phone or something. I was just wondering, oh. like, by light, you know? Yeah, no, I think we ended up finding a flashlight and just turning it on and keeping sure. it in there. Don't blame me. I couldn't sleep at all. So I was also weird. pregnant, so I was really uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's anyway, aside, but yeah, that's a that is a, a version of claustrophobia. I think the the it's not a fear of dark; it's the fear of like no light. Yeah, I can't see. You know what does that for me too? Do you remember that time? I think it was a family thing on the Oregon coast, and it was an incredibly foggy day. Like you, our distance were what like four feet away, five yeah. feet away. You couldn't see each other. It was that foggy? Do you remember? I that? don't remember that. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it again in my life. But it was so horrifying because you could hear the ocean. Uh huh. Couldn't see it. You knew that some general direction the houses were, and you, as soon as you lost your people, that was they were it. gone forever. And it was a lot of like, "Come to my voice." <laughs> it's just hands. echoing from everywhere. <laughs> I think that's why it's being crazy. blind is my greatest fear. Oh, me too. Oh yeah. 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 Let's get back in the water. Okay, let's okay get back, in the water. back in the water. Where does submechanophobia come from? The fear of the unknown Same. in an environment is in itself an ingrained evolutionary adaptation for us humans. Sure, makes sense. After all, it is wise to be cautious around deep, dark bodies of water, which can contain submerged hazards, predators, and other dangers. Sure. And there are a few complicating side phobias involved with this one. There is a fear of animals. Even animals that are normally non-predatory may attack if they feel threatened. Attacks on humans in water are relatively rare. However, they are frequent enough, or perhaps more known about thanks to social media, (laughs) to cause many people to feel nervous. People with a specific animal phobia, such as a fear of sharks or snakes, hi Michelle, may only be afraid to go in certain bodies of water where these animals are known to reside. Oh, right. Or there's me, who is afraid of orcas. Yeah. <laughs> and whales and submarines. See, I would be in a submarine. Yeah. But I would not swim next to a submarine. Yes. Same. The big... I, I totally nope. agree with that. Nope. Can't do it. So I'm way, way more I would rather be inside a whale... Than yes, next to next a whale. To a I would whale rather Jason. be Pinocchio uh-huh. or Geppetto. 
then be swimming next to him. I need, I just don't want anything to do with the ocean. Let's start there. (laughs) Well, there's fear of water or drowning. That's another complicating factor. After all, water accidents, including drownings, occur relatively frequently. Sure. Rip currents, rapids, logs, and rocks may be difficult or impossible to see from the water's surface. Mm Mm-hmm. Potentially posing danger when you are in or near water, James, and his fear of being next to the ocean. It's too big. It's too big. (laughs) Too much. It's simply too big. There's nothing I can do about it. It's too big. No wonder you think that all of Southeast Asia should be one thing. Yeah, too. Just consolidate all the land. You're just in the middle of the ocean. Why do we... Don't even get me started. There's a fear of ships. The fear of ships is highly personalized. Some people are afraid of any boat or watercraft, while others only fear massive multi-deck ships. That's me. This... Is it? Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Like like a tanker? Yeah. You mean like looking at her or being on it? Looking at it. Right. That makes more sense to me, actually. Being on it is like you might as well be in a building. I actually love it. Like yeah. being on a cruise ship, that's you the... don't feel like you're on a boat. That's the weird thing with me is I hate the ocean, but I love cruises. Yeah, hate me the too. ocean, but I love big ships and, like you said, it's like a it's a building at that point. Yeah, but Weird. being ship adjacent in the water, nope. But Ooh. like, I am afraid to be on like a sailboat out in the ocean, but I'm not afraid of sailboats. Oh, I would right. be on a sailboat somewhere else, or like being near one doesn't bother me. Yeah, but. A cruise ship or like a big tanker ship or whatever those like yeah. cargo ships. They're so big. Oh, my God. When you see them from far away, you just think like <laughs> yeah. it's it's a big boat. Right. And then you start counting the containers that are on it and remembering how big each one is. Oh, yeah. And it just it makes my stuff. I'm actually getting <laughs> panicked right now thinking about how big those things are. And they're floating atop the ocean. How no, are they floating? I don't know. I get Physics. a little weirded out by really big airplanes, like military uh-huh. cargo like how airplanes. How does it stay up there? How you flying? <laughs> how does how the hell does that fly? How do they even make it move forward on the ground? Right. <sighs> okay. Well, um, the fear of ships may be related to the fear of the unknown, or it could have to do with a more generalized fear of large objects, like yeah. we were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, for most folks with submechanophobia submarines are the biggest trigger makes total sense yes what i wonder if there's anything else at the parks that would cause that phobia um not underwater like the matterhorn is that scary the castle the castle's so small (laughs) (laughs) yeah nothing's really big (laughs) i just imagined someone with that phobia you know like holding their hand walking up to the castle and they're they're like blindfolded or something yeah like exposure therapy Uh like just just it's fine. Breathe. It's, it's just be a okay. castle. It's fine. You take the blindfold off. They're like, <laughs> oh, it's so small. Wait, that's it. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I felt about every castle I've ever seen too in real life. It's oh like, right. Wow, that's really tiny. Oh yeah, like European castles are hilariously small. They're so little. Totally. I bet there were... are people who are afraid of the Epcot nut though. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Like it's gonna like fall and just like roll over you. Well, they also yeah. have a restaurant there where you sit next to underwater. Yes. Right? Oh, I haven't been to yeah, it, we, but we walked past it times we should do that on this next trip no we should really okay let's fun. do it we won't i know because we need to reserve them yeah and we don't plan ahead as well i'll do it don't worry <laughs> thank you okay thank you Ashley. <laughs> so there's a few more phobias that you might experience in the parks these come from the mouse for less is my source for this part okay 
Ophidophobia, fear of snakes. Michelle, hi. Mm -hmm. Um, Indiana Jones Adventure would be tricky for someone that has a really actual phobia. Right. Why did it have to be snakes? Why did it have to be be tourists? (laughs) That's right. That's what he says. Um, Jungle Cruise and Big Thunder Mountain also have snakes. Arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Obviously, Indiana Jones again. Mm -hmm. Actually, Indiana Jones shows up in pretty much every phobia. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Also, it's tough to be a bug at Walt Disney yes. World. Oh, yes, totally. Yes. Well, they used to have it at yep. Disneyland, too. Yeah. When they go pss, pss, pss on your yep. legs. <laughs> um, acrophobia, fear of heights. So Splash Mountain, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and Credicoaster. Mm-hmm. Pixar the- pal around. Pic- yeah. Even Goofy's Sky School. Oh, totally. Even like Jumpin' Jellyfish. Pretty much everything that's in the Pixar Pier area. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, honestly, even the Skyliner really kind of made me uncomfortable at Walt uh-huh. Disney World. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the, the yeah. Like the tram. I had to not think yeah. about it too much. Yeah, me too. Um, and then there's nyctophobia, fear of the dark. So again, Sarah. Indy, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain even, mm-hmm. the Fantasyland dark rides. I love Fantasyland. <laughs> Space Mountain. Hey guys, I have a really good idea for a ride. You guys ready? So we're just going to, we'll just like, just randomly pick an IP, any of the movies. Okay. okay, Snow White, good? Okay, yeah. so we'll do Snow White, and then I'm just going to turn the lights out. And then what decorations, if cardboard. for some reason, cardboard. flaps? Flaps, cardboard flaps. Perfect. Cardboard in the night. People will wait 90 <laughs> minutes for it. <laughs> I remember cardboard Josh pointing this night. out. He's like, it's just dark. It's, it's just They so- just turn the lights out. <laughs> There's nothing happening. It's just dark. <laughs> flaps. Dark and flaps. <laughs> so good. There are tons of internet forums out there f- for people trying to plan a trip to the parks while facing these phobias. Oh, like how to... How to navigate. How to navigate, mm-hmm. right. Be aware of this, be aware of that. If any of y'all are interested, there you could try checking out forums on Plan Disney, Walt Disney World Magic, uh, wrong planet just to name a few there's a bunch of forums out there um, some of these folks have struggled for decades desperately wanting to go with their loved ones but have either been unable to due to their own phobias or because of their children's phobias mm. there's a lot of advice out there to find ways to avoid the triggers don't go here skip this attraction avoid right. the parades right. but in my opinion avoidance is the worst thing that you can do when it comes to anxiety it is and Disney parks are the just perfect place to exposure. work on d- desensitizing yourself to phobias. Yeah. It is such a highly controlled, safe environment. It's like riding a bike with training wheels on. Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Yeah, I would agree. Wow. Because I You're always right. thought that I was someone who didn't like roller coasters. I would never have gone on something like Tower of Terror, like at the fair. No, no. But now... It's yeah. like I've seen what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and I trust Disney so much totally. to, to make me safe. Yeah, that's interesting. Honestly, too, as expensive as Disney is, it is still cheaper than therapy. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Having okay. spent a lot of money on both, I can confirm. <laughs> so we can write it off. Yeah. Hell yeah. Medical expenses. Um, always, um, whenever possible, just try to face your fears. Um, but kids with these phobias are another story. They should be encouraged, but not forced. Oh, Mm -hmm. everyone should be encouraged and not forced. Well, yeah. Face your fears, but be patient with yourself. Be patient with your friends and loved ones. I just got done talking about the panic attack. That's not, that's not like up for 
that's not your choice when things like that happen. Mm-hmm. It just happens, and we try to mitigate that. And you have to be loving and understanding. Yeah. Um, another great resource is there's a website called Disabled, like disabled. Uh huh. Cute. And they have a lot of great advice, especially for navigating with fearful children at the parks. Some things that they said: if someone in your party has a fear of characters, whatever you do, don't force them to meet characters. Right. It can be traumatic and stressful for them. Disney World is a place to create wonderful, happy memories. So one valid option is to avoid characters altogether during your trip. If you feel your party member can handle it, you might want to introduce them slowly to characters. How do you do that, though? It's everywhere. Um, Well, one way to introduce characters in a way that might reduce fear is by standing nearby, observing others with the character. Yeah, like the uh, parades and what's the other thing called? The meet and greet kind of things. Cavalcades? Cavalcades. Oh, yeah. The small ones. Yeah. You know, because they're really Yeah, small doses of them. Um, They say stand a good distance back from the character meet and greets that's in progress and watch them interact with other people. Totally. Um, Point out to those children how much fun everyone's having and that it's very safe. By the way, the the submarine is a good example of like, it's an irrational fear. You know, the odds that something catastrophic is going to happen. Mm-hmm is so low and if you just stand outside watch that lagoon watch the submarines do their laps they're doing them all day long yep thousands of people get on these rides every single day all day yeah and if you're if i were to stand there and just watch it for eight hours like you would you you would feel almost silly being afraid of it at that yep. point just exposure yeah well back to the characters too um the chances of a character coming up to you are very very slim right yeah so they you, know better. Yeah, you are not going to be put in a situation where you're trapped with a character. No. They are zooming past, trying to avoid being stuck. That's a really good point, Sarah. If you watch, like, there's a crying kid or something, Mickey's not going to come up to that kid and try to make them feel better. <laughs> no. It doesn't happen. The only Love time me. I've seen a character do something like that was Cruella DeVille. So, luckily, she was dressed as a human. More like a, yeah. But she was crouching behind a little girl having her picture taken in front of the big pumpkin (sighs) and she was like just standing there behind her photo bombing oh that's awesome and it was perfect because the little girl had no idea she was there right (laughs) oh that's such a great picture and the parents are all cracking up right and (laughs) so it's making the little girl laugh and it was i mean it was perfect that's really cute but she didn't like interfere she didn't touch the little girl or anything like that yeah yeah wow they say when it's your turn to meet a character, you can approach the character with the person who is afraid and interact yourself with the character first. Mm-hmm. When they see that the character is safe, they may be more willing to interact. Um, one strategy that might help is to get an autograph book and have them get an autograph of characters. Totally. Disney sell these throughout the parks. Um, huh. This gives them something to hold, and it gives them an action to take with the character. It's a little bit more predictable about how that interaction's going to go. I was just picturing Josh with his coffee at church. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got something to do with my hand. Sorry, I need a prop. Sorry, sorry, I, can't <laughs> I can't hug you. I can't shake your hand. Sorry. <laughs> um, the parades are chock full of Disney characters, and some of them are on foot. If this is an issue for you or someone in your party, consider taking a position further back in the crowd. You may not have as good of a view, but it will be unlikely that you'll have any direct contact with the character. You can also avoid the parades altogether. During the parades, wait times for rides sometimes go down, so it can be an excellent time to get on. Right. 
Uh, and they say you may want to avoid character meals. Most of the character meals have only friendly characters like princesses, mm-hmm. Chip and Dale, Mickey. But they do come right up to your table, yeah. as we experienced with Beast. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, in fact, they make a point of circulating and visiting everyone. On the other hand, some people find that this is the perfect place to meet the characters in a non-threatening way. The characters have a specific route that they are following, and it may be helpful for someone to watch others interact with the characters. It's predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if someone in your group is fearful, you can just ask for a booth or a table along the wall when you check in. Um, that way, the fearful person can sit where the characters can't actually get close to them. You can also request that the characters skip your table if you want to watch from a distance. Just talk to a cast member. They're very, very accommodating. I'm sure right. they're very used to it. Yeah. Um, two reader tips before we finish up. One reader tip from this article said, My granddaughter has always been leery of the costumed characters. <laughs> We never forced her to approach. We simply say, quote, love them from afar and smile and wave. There you go. Her older brother always takes her book up for her autographs with him. And then the character waves to his sister. Um, And they said each one is always waved. And then the next reader tip was, I write cute little notes explaining that my daughter uses ASL but can hear. I also put on there that she wants to meet the characters but not get close. All of them were great, especially at the character meals. They blew her kisses and signed I love you, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And we also put her in the corner with one of us to block access to her. That's sweet. So don't let that stop you, people. (laughs) It's it's an interesting place in regards to this topic of phobias and anxieties. Because the common, most of these fears, like our niece, who was really very, very adamant about not going on any rides Mm -hmm. and that was the message from mom that was the message from her like please don't make this a thing i just don't want to be pushed to do this i'm uncomfortable right got it and and most of that is about control yes because you feel out of control yes right same thing with planes or the submarine thing for me that's what claustrophobia is it's just Mm -hmm. you're not in control and she worked her way up to going on way more rides than we all thought. Yeah. Because she found a way to do it. Well, and every time she goes back, she will feel more empowered yep. to try something new. I would be willing to bet that this girl is going to be on roller coasters I by know. the time she's 20. Yeah. And if not, that's fine. But it, yeah, she found totally. her. So I didn't do. I didn't either. I, didn't I was a at kid. All. I was not a ride person. Didn't care. I know. I liked the dark rides in Fantasyland. I don't. I never went on Space Mountain. Yeah. I didn't. I went on Thunder Mountain once when I was seven, and I felt like I was going to fall out. And Dad was laughing hysterically. <laughs> laughing at your face. He was hysterically <laughs> laughing at me, not about it. At me. So I, before we wrap this up, there's a couple other, or one other phobia that I have. It's not really a phobia, but it's a it's a consideration and a concern. And the older I get, the more I battle with nausea yeah. and motion sickness. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a whole thing for me. Like, I'm actually going to a doctor soon to see what the hell's going on. I'm very easily uh, nauseated. It's usually from food. Yeah. But also, motion sickness is a real kicker for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just getting worse. That so it sucks. sucks, man. Yeah. Like, Space Mountain was kind of kind of rough. Mm-hmm. We got off that. I was like, huh. <laughs> that's yeah. a new thing that sucks my father-in-law has to take dramamine 
like to fly. Oh right, and I he might have to. flies a lot. Right, I think I'm gonna take uh, take Dramamine on this Walt Disney World trip. Yeah, a little why not? See if I'm all. Just take Dramamine and then also drink a crap ton of your iced coffee, and you'll yeah, be fine. I'll be fine because I really want to try some of these rides out there. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to mention that too for people. You know, it's not just about like quote phobias. You know, there are things that we don't consider. You know, diet reasons. Uh, motion sickness there are physical things that, mm-hmm. that cause us concern some people i mean there are a lot of stuff man well like you end skin up skin problems and you it, end up getting anxiety about the things that you're worried right. about possibly happening so like you people get with anxiety. bad backs they're yeah. worried about a lot of rides there oh yeah you can't do matterhorn you're one of them <laughs> i am yeah oh i do matterhorn yeah you do the chiropractic adjustment <laughs> uh yeah do things when you can and if you can't don't let that stop you from going to have fun yeah and there's plenty of other things to do it's funny one of my uh producers he really doesn't understand the disneyland thing and it's because he hates crowds he just doesn't like and he's a music guy and he doesn't want to go to music festivals he doesn't want to he hates it It really freaks him out it makes him very anxious um and i thought a lot about that like for me I don't know if it's from traveling when I was young, being around shows a lot when I was young, just being around people and working at like a venue. Mm-hmm. I was sort of desensitized to large crowds. They don't cause me anxiety at all. Right. In fact, I like thrive off it. And I I wonder what that is. You know, some people just don't have. I'm great thing. with big crowds. The only time I have a problem with a lot of people is when I can't leave. I, I, I think that's pretty common. And I'm the same way. It's like. When Main you're at Street a show at and everybody out. is pressed up against yeah. the stage yeah. and you're like pretty close to the stage and suddenly you just realize like I if can't go I way. had to pee, <laughs> oh, it's going to take me 30 minutes to weave my way back out of this yeah. and then I can't get back. Well, yeah. that's claustrophobia. Yeah. For right. being trapped. Uh, unable yeah, to I... get away from where you are. Yeah. Sometimes Main Street at night yes. sucks. Yeah. For All sure. the gift shops are packed. The, uh-huh. the street is packed. You just can't move. No. That yeah. I don't like. It's not a great time to hang out on Main Street. Sure isn't. No. Uh, my sources for this episode were therapyreviews.com, verywellmind.com, panicanxiety.org, and the mouse for less. Love it. Very cool. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Neuroses. Yeah. Neuroses. We all have a man. Disney Dependent, brought to you by Zoloft. <laughs> Yes. I know I've made that stupid joke before, but I don't care. You take the Z too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's riding that Z wave. I'm actually weaning myself off of it, though. We're going to we're going to see. I'm not even going to (laughs) try. I'm like, I'm good. I I never got up all the way. I was only at 100 milligrams. And now I've weaned myself down to 50. And I've been at 50 for about a week or so. And now I'm going to cut it back down to 25 and see if I can just get off of it all together and it's not because it's doing anything bad to me or anything i just don't think i need it the way that i did when i started it right and yeah. if i start noticing that i'm feeling crappy yep that's right I, i'll probably just keep refilling my prescription just to have it just to have it so that i can well that life is dynamic we exactly. aren't we aren't yeah we aren't set in concrete and this is who you are forever things change and depression is one of those things that you either have it or you don't really yeah i i really think that but it doesn't mean that you have the symptoms of it all the time. That's right. Like, I've had yeah. depression my entire life. Right. But it doesn't mean that I'm always depressed. Yeah. 
100%. Well, do we want to recommend some things? Yeah, let's recommend a few things and wrap her up. Um, Well, I will start so that I don't forget what I was going to recommend. What Uh, what time, what part of the second, what part of the episode is this though? Oh, this is (laughs) the... Where are we? What's happening? So we're going to do some media recommendations and things that you should watch or listen to or... Stuff. Things. Stuff. Stuff we like you should check out. There we go. Uh, So I... (laughs) I'm so distracted now by my own thoughts. I'm trying to think of a better name for it than stuff you like... Stuff that we like that you should check out. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's actually good. That's, yeah. that's kind of what it is. Uh huh. Because it's not media anymore. No, it's just stuff. It's, it's just like a hey, dig this. Hey, you want to be happy hey. or yeah. sad or sad, or whatever. <laughs> um, so I want to recommend the classic movie when Harry met Sally. Oh, because one of the best. I know this movie. I I thought I did. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, multiple times in my life. Uh, we went to the Cat's Deli in New York, me and Kate, and saw the table where the, she has her orgasm moment. Uh-huh. Um, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I never even considered that I love that movie because I just didn't remember it. Uh, we watched it the other night because Josh had never seen it. Really? And That's our, like, New Year's movie. Mm-hmm. I right can see why. Right after Christmas we watch it. That is such a wonderful movie. It's so good. I mean, I it's had so no good. memory of how great it was. The like interviews with the old couple. Yes. Oh my god. No, it's it's Rob Reiner at his best. best. And I have to say, whoever cast Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal saw something that I never would have seen. Never. Because I know they, you would never think Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are going to have this just palpable chemistry once she yeah, she was great I mean, she, they're just one of the best they're both so good in it and they have they have a chemistry that is not sexual nope for which, forever yeah for and a it's, very long time i mean there's moments but like you see them just becoming the best of friends and yeah. i mean i it's don't such a if you haven't movie. seen the movie before i'm not trying to give anything away but who it's hasn't so ahead seen of it. its time. And, oh, it's man. so good. Yeah. The dialogue is fan freaking tastic. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I highly recommend it. Highly. Yeah, I would. I'll second that. Really great movie. Well, cool. Glad yeah. you watched it recently. Now I want to watch it because I'm easily marketable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go. So <laughs> I'll go. I'll go now. What did I say up front, guys? I can't remember. Mike Flanagan. Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. I recommend his stuff. Oh. Mike Flanagan <laughs> is a, a director, writer, producer, all around film, TV guy. He's the guy that did The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Yep. He has directed a few movies. Uh, he did Doctor Sleep, which is like the sequel to Ashley. Help me in my brain what? to uh, The Shining, oh, Doctor Sleep. I was, oh. I was typing. <laughs> okay. And um, what's the other one? Oh, the movie Hush. It's a really great horror movie. More Starring like his wife. Yeah, really great, fun, fun movie. But Midnight Mass is one of my favorite shows ever made, and we are now starting the new Netflix series that he just put out called The Midnight Club. Just oh, okay. A lot of midnight. 
Uh, you'd love it, Sarah. It's yeah. the same kind of haunting Hill House. Love it. Night mask, but vibe. like with like a goosebumps or yeah. are you afraid of the dark kind of a vibe to it. So the, the story is this doesn't ruin anything. It's like in the trailers. They are uh, young adults who are terminally ill. Okay. Who go to um, it's ca- fancy ass hospice. It's like a okay. It's like a a darker Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. They go to this. Yeah, this hospice, this house, and it's like a brilliant, like, kind of creepy mansion. And they're all living together, living out their final days, basically. Uh-huh. And they have this midnight club where they all meet at night. And it's like this tradition of this place that no one knows where it started. Okay. Like, the people back in the 60s, the, the young adults started this thing. Anyway, they get together at midnight and they all tell stories. Ghost Off- stories. Yeah, but some of them aren't. But most of them aren't. Okay. And uh, there's there's like a through line with the what's going on in the 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 current time the the real time that it's based in it's based in 1994 in the Northwest. Okay. And then uh, it's just sort of how those the stories that they're telling each other how that's all tied in with what's happening now, and all the stories they're telling each other are acted out by the actors in the show. Really? Yeah, it's very deep and meta. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, Anybody anyway. in it that I would know? A few of the people from his other shows. Okay. One of the girls from Midnight Mass is in it. Um, do you remember the? Do you remember that show, Midnight Mass? Yeah. The, the girl that was in a wheelchair. Yes. She's in it. Okay. Uh, the crazy religious lady. Oh yeah, the crazy religious oh, lady. Yeah. She's in it. And the I main guy. Her. Main guy. The young guy that was also in Friday Night Lights. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, and it also and has um, Heather Langenkamp. I thought you were going to say Locklear. From Friday. Uh, the, uh, no, so from, from Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. 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 Nancy. Nancy, yes. <laughs> anyway, I love his stuff in a way. I mean, it's like, yeah, Rod Reiner is up there is my favorite. Obviously, Spielberg, mm-hmm. um, Scorsese, uh, Quentin Tarantino, and Mike Flanagan. That's like my favorite stuff. Okay. Ever. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was connected to those things that I like. Yeah. So. Yeah. God. Haunting Hill House and, and uh, Midnight Mass are like, oh, love them. So anyway, check it out. Really enjoying it so far. I have a media rec for once, and it is to check out the YouTube uh, channel Fast Pass Facts, and it is a Disney-based mm. nice. channel. Yeah. And they have a ton of videos about masculophobia um automatonophobia lots of like really specific to the parks and yeah. like they have a specific video that's that says disney masklophobia and it's all about like the creepiest masks that they've had and costumes <laughs> oh, over yes. the years Wait. and so like you get that. to see like the old like a terrifying mickey and a, an unthinkable dumbo right. and like <laughs> goofy is like nightmare fuel well, i posted something on our disney dependent stories of that really famous picture of it's like one of the first Mouseketeer meetups. Yes. Yeah, and they're all wearing that. Yeah, they're all creepy wearing ass that mask. creepy mask. Yeah, what? it's like a whole auditorium full of that mask. Right, horrifying. Just staring blankly at you. Do you think that they found it scary then, or is that just in context? To I think now, it's just in context. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, Fast Pass Facts is the YouTube channel. Cool. Um, and the there's three animal heroes of the week. One. Yeah. 
there is the golf ball fetching sheep that James told oh, me about. Yeah. James played golf, and there was a sheep that was trained to fetch golf balls. I went yes. golfing with Dad, Eddie, uh-huh. and John, our brother-in-law, John. And yeah, there was, we, we heard like, bah, bah. like <laughs> where is that coming from? <laughs> and it's, a, it's a, golf, a golf course shared with like farmland. And I didn't know that until we were there. And anyway, yeah, we see this guy, this dude like with a stick. And he's like, whap, whap. And then you hear this, whap, whap, And he's got a bunch of golf balls in his mouth, just putting them into a pile. The cutest thing ever. And then that guy took a huge bucket of golf balls and threw them at us. Like, here you go. Wow. A bunch of free golf balls. That's adorable. He was doing his job. I was like, Ashley needs to know about this guy. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, The second animal hero is a farm cat that I met. I was oh, at the farm yeah. the other day, just chilling. Not my farm, someone else's farm. And I met a cat. And it was a really great cat that drooled when she was happy and made Aww. little air muffins. <laughs> I loved her. So, yeah, she sent me a whole story. About it was like, it's like 20 pictures. <laughs> I was like, I met a cat. <laughs> and then the last one is a one-armed crawdad that I saved because I am a hero. You personally saved a one-armed crawdad? Yep. Wow. And, and you talked to an old lady about that crawdad, right? Yeah, so he was struggling to get to somewhere that wouldn't lead to his immediate death. Mm-hmm. Sure. He was trying to get back towards where water is. And so I kind of, like, fashioned a way to, like, get him without having to touch him. Yeah. A little crawdad stretcher? Yeah. I made a little crawdad stretcher. Yeah. And then a little old lady stopped by and she was asking about him. And she was like, oh, he's going to regrow that arm. Don't worry. I was like, oh, thank God. Aww. <laughs> she could regrow arms. And then there's that one time when I was in like seventh grade, me and <sighs> I don't want to hear about my it. neighborhood friend, we went to a creek and we fished out all of the crawdads. I mean, uh, so many. And we had like Folgers coffee cans oh, full God. of them. I know where this is going. And then we just left. <gasps> we just left them. They all died. That's actually worse than what I thought you were going to say. Do you think I was going to crucify them or something? No, I thought you were going to say you ripped their arms off. No, it wasn't an active. It was a lazy, like, beavis and butthead. We were just too stupid to know. Yeah. We we spent all day fishing them. And then we're like, well, now what do we do with them? I don't know. Let's go skateboarding. We just left them. <laughs> It's crazy how close God. you come to meeting all three of the McDonald's triad yeah. serial killer. Oh, yeah, I used things. to shoot birds in the head with my BB gun. Have you ever had a head injury? Yeah. Yeah, so many. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have pee your pants? It. No. No, okay. You no. have. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you peed the bed as an adult? Zero. Twice. I have once. It was Yeah, once. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Actually, no, once. Once, Just once. Yeah. Well, tell us how many times you peed. (laughs) Also, do you pee your pants while you're throwing up? I do. (laughs) Oh, I could see that. Fully. Yeah. Well, that's like a a post-pregnancy thing. Most women struggle with that. I just, when I throw up, I pee my pants. (laughs) (laughs) The two go hand in hand. We did it, guys. We entertained these people. Let's let sure go. did. Hit it, Sarah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. 
The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.